You're listening to Deal Talk with 7MA, providing invaluable insight into investment banking and the M&A space through honest conversations with industry thought leaders, business pioneers, and innovators. We'll pull back the curtain and give you the inside scoop on trends in our targeted industries and provide you the tools to better position your company in today's market. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Deal Talk with 7MA. My name is Ben Brugglerth. I'm a vice president here on our business development team at 7 Mile Advisors. On today's episode, we'll be discussing the managed services provider space, an area of which 7 Mile spends a lot of our time in. I am welcomed by a couple of my colleagues, Trip Davis, who is a founding partner here, and Tim Fry, who's a managing director. Trip, I'm going to kick it to you for your intro. And tell us a little bit more about the sector. Thanks, Ben. Since 2008, Seven Mile Advisors has been an investment bank focused solely in technology services. As a sector-centric bank, we drill down on the marketplace in specific subsectors to map, landscape, identify key businesses that um, that we can serve you know, via M&A, private capital raising, and strategic growth advice. One of those subsectors is the managed services category and a market that Tim Fry and I spend a lot of time in. So we're looking forward to today's conversation and ultimately sharing how we see this market evolving over the next year or two. Tim. Yeah, thanks, Trip. Hey, folks, my name is Tim Fry. I'm a managing director at Seven Mile. Began my career with a technology consultancy before getting into investment banking and have spent, to Trip's point, quite a bit of my time while at Seven Mile uh, in the managed services ecosystem. To take a step further on sector coverage uh, and kind of how we approach this, we have a team dedicated to regularly and constantly canvassing the market for up-and-coming managed service providers and businesses that have gained traction in the market, you know, begun to scale through acquisition and through the support of private equity. We spend a lot of time interacting and interfacing with those organizations to understand their acquisition criteria while mapping the market and, and bringing ideas, acquisition ideas to those private equity groups and those portfolio companies. Tim, that's a great point. Tactically speaking, our focus on MSP boils down to a few things. One, we have a dedicated team, as Tim mentioned. Two, we've mapped the market globally. Three, that mapping boils down to effectively a top 50 list of sponsored and non-sponsored MSPs and then an additional 100 add-on opportunities for each of those platforms. And so we're interacting with not only each of these businesses, but their private equity sponsors and boards of directors to help them think through strategy, growth, and ultimately value creation. Thanks, guys. Let's take it even a step further. We hear the acronym MSP be thrown around a lot within the marketplace Tim, tell us a little bit more about what it means to be an MSP, how it's evolved, and how a lot of groups are looking at that ecosystem. Yeah, thanks, Ben. There's certainly some ambiguity around the term managed services, largely because it has evolved over time into more of a business model today. If you were to think back and look at the term managed service provider in a traditional sense, these are businesses that are performing fully outsourced IT monitoring, maintenance, and support of companies' infrastructures, ongoing IT compliance, backup, recovery, infrastructure-related services. Over time, that term has evolved into 
other areas, including database management, application development on an ongoing basis, et cetera. For purposes of today's discussion, I think we're going to focus more so on the traditional idea or concept of a managed service provider, which is providing a fully outsourced IT function, 24 by 7, 365 support of a customer's IT infrastructure and broader IT environment. In terms of the market itself, we have continued to see the managed services space grow. As it stands today, there's north of 40,000 managed service providers in the U.S. alone. Uh, There are over 150 private equity-backed managed service providers that are continuing to build and grow through acquisition, and the market continues to mature. I think as new technologies are introduced, creating additional complexities for businesses, they require third parties to step in and provide ongoing support and maintenance uh, of those IT infrastructures. So in, in terms of a traditional managed service provider, these services are provided on an ongoing basis, generating recurring revenue, in many cases, multi-year contracts. Over time, what we found is that businesses are shifting more and more and focusing more and more on recurring revenue because it's driving value in the M&A markets. And ultimately, what that means is they're moving away from more traditional IT consulting projects or resale of hardware or software components to increase their mix of recurring revenue. Trip, do you want to step in and maybe share a little bit of color on industry and vertical focus and you know what ultimately drives competitive advantage in that regard? Yeah, absolutely, Tim. Look, verticalization is key to differentiation. And so this applies to nearly any business end market. However, in the technology ecosystem and the managed services space in particular, regulated industries and the unique compliance requirements associated with some of those verticals require special expertise, security capabilities, redundancy, and really depth of knowledge that differentiates one end market versus another. So an MSP serving a healthcare end market is is having to deal with HIPAA and many other compliance-related issues, an MSP serving uh, the financial services end market, whether it be banking, financial services, or insurance, is dealing with many of those verticalized issues. And what you end up with is a differentiated service and solution offering that can be packaged and almost productized such that it applies to many customers within that vertical. That's a great point. And looking at the end markets through a slightly different lens, what we also see is that managed service providers will will pick a a segment of the market to focus on whether it's small and medium-sized businesses, middle market customers, or enterprise class customers. What we found is that MSPs, there are certainly challenges with moving upstream, and it's a different type of capabilities, a different skill set in a lot of cases to service enterprise class customers who do, in fact, have their internal IT departments and folks that they need to interact with on a regular basis compared to a mom and pop shop or SMB uh, type customer that does not have any technology resources in-house whatsoever. So we also see delineation between the SMB space, the middle market, and enterprise class customers as well. Yeah, absolutely. Depth and breadth of solutions are key to the enterprise class customers. Guys, it's very helpful of how we take a look at this market. Let's take a look at how that derives valuation, what is most important. Trip, you brought up 
a pretty good point of verticalization, understood that that's probably a pretty large part in driving value. But uh, Tim, what are some other areas that, that drives value? Thanks, Ben. The core driver of value in all of the processes that Seven Mile has run with MSPs has been recurring revenue. Uh, we have a, a saying internally that recurring revenue is king. Uh, in addition to that, private equity buyers, as well as strategics, will spend a lot of time evaluating the growth rates, particularly the lack of attrition within their client base, a company's ability to expand wallet share once an account is landed, and the ability to go out and hunt to find new logos and build up that recurring revenue basis. You know, that, that's not to say that the IT consulting component is, is not important. But, you know, we found buyers evaluating managed service providers through a lens of both their recurring revenue numbers uh, as well as EBITDA. So there's a couple of different ways to formulate evaluation, but in all cases, recurring revenue is a large component of that. I think that's also what's driving uh, in the market today uh, a further mix or focus on building recurring re revenue and moving away from non-recurring revenue. So as we've tracked businesses over the years, We've certainly seen a focus on behalf of CEOs and leadership teams to really, you know, to really build out and focus on building recurring revenue. In addition to recurring revenue and, and recurring revenue growth rates, we found that industry expertise is a significant driver of value as well. What we have found is that regulated industries or MSPs that focus on regulated industries or industries that have, you know, some sort of moat built around them in terms of either compliance standards or regulatory requirements that they've proven an ability to have a competitive advantage when stepping into a, a sales process. Ultimately, that's led to higher win rates and the ability to increase or, or grow recurring revenue streams more quickly and more efficiently. So the industry expertise and having that competitive advantage has proven a, a critical component of valuation as well. And then I'll, I'll close out with uh, kind of a final comment. You know, Trip mentioned earlier that we've canvassed the market globally. You know, we, we've interacted with a number of MSPs over the years, and not all MSPs are the same. There are certainly those that have much more mature and professionalized service offerings and, and frankly, delivery organizations than others. And as we've gotten into processes or brought businesses to market um, that have, you know, highly professionalized sales and delivery organizations, we've know or noticed that acquirers have, have been much more intrigued and, and interested in those opportunities. So just the ability to have processes, methodologies, delivery teams and, and delivery cycles in place to that are effectively scalable has had a, a significant impact on valuation as well. Tim, thanks. Makes a lot of sense on what's particularly driving value within the space. Uh, Trip, as we think about the buyer universe, we've seen a number of private equity groups across the country make investments within the MSP space. What are you kind of hearing from parties and what do you think is driving a lot of that? Well, look, private equity has found a home in IT services. You know, ultimately, the LPs of these financial sponsors want exposure to the technology and markets without the risks associated with productized IP. And so what you're seeing is that many of these investors are effectively following that golden thread of service providers pulling through digital transformation into nearly all in markets. 
And due to the multi-year contract nature of MSPs, that revenue visibility provides investment stability. And ultimately, that stability provides a foundation for leverage in an asset-like business model. And so, you know, PE has come in in a wave, particularly over the last five years. You know, private equity now accounts for nearly 50% of MSP M&A activity and has resulted in more than 150 platforms that have proven that buy and build strategies grow value very effectively. So private equity has, has been a primary player in the MSP category, and we see that trend line continuing. Trip, that's a great point. And one quick aside, uh, you, you alluded to broader digital transformation across the IT services space. You know, we, we think that that's going to continue to lead to growth within the broader managed service ecosystem simply due to new technologies coming to market, increased complexities of these IT environments, especially as you see a conversion from on-prem to cloud or hybrid type infrastructure. So Ben, to, your, to address or you know, speak to your broader question here around where the sector is headed, we certainly expect to continue to see consolidation in the space. There are new entrants to the broader MSP market every day. Uh, it's a highly fragmented market, particularly at the low end. And there's a uh, significant opportunity for managed service providers that have either brought in private equity investment or considering that as an option to build and grow their businesses through acquisition. Thanks, guys. Interesting points on where you think the sector is headed and, and why you believe we are seeing a flurry of activity, uh, particularly from the private equity market. So, Guys, what does that mean from an M&A perspective? I understood that we are likely to see this continue in the future, but Tim, what's what else are you kind of seeing and, and hearing within the market? Yeah, my expectation is that private equity groups will remain excited about this space, that multiples in this market will remain resilient, particularly as businesses continue to focus on and build recurring revenue. Trip alluded earlier to sort of the, the contract, typical contracts for these types of businesses. And so long as managed service providers maintain a focus on multi-year contracts as opposed to diluting value in the sense of, you know, a month-to-month or, or an annual contract, uh, I fully expect the, the multiples in this space to remain, to remain strong. I'd also add that there are a handful of leaders in the space that are continuing to grow their business with a focus on achieving four to 500 million in revenue. There are very few platforms in the market today that have reached that, but it certainly seems to be within the focus and the aperture of, of many of the CEOs of these private equity backed platforms, and they, they continue to focus and, and target that. They'll do that you know, primarily through organic growth and growth through MA. I think everyone is dedicated to building businesses uh, in, in, through both lenses. And uh, there will certainly be the opportunity for that as this market continues to grow and expand. Trip, any additional thoughts, comments, uh, maybe buyer perspective that I missed? Thanks, Tim. Look, we at Seven Mile Advisors are serving companies who are helping businesses procure and use technology in an effort to develop, capture, connect, move, store, compute, and secure data. The velocity and complexity of these technology environments continues to grow. Businesses continue to need more and more specialized help 
from managed service providers. And with that will come you know, continued M&A activity. This remains a high growth, highly fragmented ecosystem. Buy and build strategies for the larger players have proven to be significant value creation mechanisms. And we, as investment bankers, are looking to help sellers, boards of directors, and private equity groups grow value and ultimately unlock that through a successful M&A transaction. Thanks, Trip. I hope everyone listening here has gotten a pretty good idea of how we see the MSP space, where it's headed, what's driving value, and ultimately what that means and what we're seeing within the ecosystem day in and day out as investment bankers. Guys, it was a pleasure speaking with you, Tim and Trip. Uh, I look forward to the next one with you guys. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Deal Talk with 7MA. You'll find more information and resources based on today's discussion exclusively on our website. If you're looking to dive deeper into today's topics, head to 7MileAdvisors.com to speak to one of our bankers today. That's the number 7MileAdvisors.com. We look forward to supporting your business on each episode of Deal Talk with 7MA. Views and opinions expressed on the show do not necessarily represent 7 Mile Advisors as a whole. Securities offered through 7M Securities, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC.